everybody. Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I'm Joel Fragamani. Telling you what's going on in Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Got a great interview for you with Kevin Lapine. Hypnosis Unleash comes to the Comedy Castle in a few weeks. And we're doing this early because Kevin's one of the greatest guests ever. And I'll talk about that in a second. Why he's one of the greatest guests ever. Why he's one of the, the funnest shows. Why he does one of the funnest shows you could ever see. And it's in town for one night. And why you guys should come. But let's get into... What's going on this week at the Comedy Castle? I am posting the show later than normal. Yes, normally I've posted the show on Tuesday, sometimes Monday even. Uh, but this week it did not happen, and instead I am posting it on Friday here. But uh, uh, this weekend, Scott Sice is here. And Scott, uh, you may know him as the angry Ikea guy. That's right. He does the TikToks where he's mad at Ikea. We've been playing them every night in the previews for our shows and uh angry retail guy or i call him the angry ikea guy <laughs> he was also in the movie cocaine bear that was a big hit this year scott size so he's got uh, uh as i'm talking to you he's at a thursday show at 7 30 which you have missed <laughs> but friday and saturday the shows are 7 15 and 9 45 on Friday, August 25th, and Saturday, August 26th, 7 p.m. and 9.30 for Scott Sice. You should really come see him. He did a one-nighter earlier this year. He did, I don't know if it was a Tuesday night, sold the place out. Nice dude, super funny, great young comedian. Come see him uh, this weekend, and then we'll get into next week. Why don't we? Tuesday, the 29th of August at 7.30 p.m., we've got another of the opening rounds of the Detroit to L.A. Comedy Challenge. It's a bunch of young comedians trying to win a trip to L.A. I'll tell you what, we did one of these this past Tuesday, and that was a great show, and this will be another fun one, so come out to that. And then Thursday, the 30th, a huge night for me personally, because it is the Advanced Comedy Class Showcase uh, with my students from the Advanced Comedy Class, and I have some group this time, let me tell you. You come see Big Mama from the collection. You can see the hilarious Miss Joyce. I've got a young comic, the youngest guy in the class. Ali Ahmed is going to be a star, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I've got Jerry. I'm not sure if Jerry's using his last name. Jerry and I have been throwing around using a stage name for Jerry. You've never seen anybody like Jerry. He's a giant man. He looks like Joey Ramone. He's super funny. I really uh, watching him develop his stuff has been a real treat. Anastasia Rose is... Uh, Anastasia Rose, I once I described in class, I said, don't take this as a compliment, but you could have been on Hee Haw. <laughs> so you got to see what Anastasia Rose is up to. Paul French is always funny. I know I'm forgetting people, uh, but man, what a show. Sarah Lynn is hosting. She's a funny... Uh, a young comedian who you guys should know as well. I'm thinking she'll be around for a long time if she wants to. Sarah Lynn, so we got her hosting. And uh, too many fun people, man. I Andy Caps is great. I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm slighting people, but just come to the Advanced Comedy Castle Showcase at 7.30 p.m. next Wednesday, the 30th. You'll have a great time. I guarantee that. A great time. I'm not going to give you your money back or anything if you don't like it, but you want to come out on the 30th, especially if you're if you're a comic or you book a room. You should see these people, these these, these young comics. And when I say young comics, some of them are older folks, but they're super funny. They use that life to be funny on stage. That's why I like older comedians starting out. It's all right. It's good. 
Anyway, and then Thursday, Maurice Bernard, who plays Sonny Corinthos on General Hospital, will be coming in at 7 p.m. for one show on the 30th. Now, look, I don't know Maurice Bernard. I don't know what he's going to do at the Comedy Castle. <laughs> but I will tell you, we've had uh, a couple, uh, more than I think three other uh, soap opera stars doing these live tours, and they've been fun shows. And those audiences, you know, look, is it older ladies? Yeah, but they go wild. It, it gets loud in there. It's really fun. So Maurice Bernard, that's Thursday the 31st. And then the club is closed for Labor Day weekend. It is Arts, Beats, and Eats in Royal Oaks. So um, no shows uh, until the following week. So it's kind of a short week next week. And uh, like I said, Scott Sice this weekend. But let's talk about uh, what we're talking about here with Kevin Lapine. That's our guest this week. Again, his show is September 26th. That is, uh, let me tell you what day of the week that is. I believe that's a Tuesday. It is. It's a Tuesday at uh, 7.30 p.m. But get your tickets early because you, you may want to sit real close for hypnosis on these. It's pretty intense. Kevin uh, is a high-energy uh, uh, f- comedy hypnotist. And uh, his show involves people getting on stage and Kevin doing things with them that uh, are really funny. Things that they would not do themselves willingly on stage. Now, again, and I talked to Kevin about this in the show. I say, you know, you do let people know that, hey, you wouldn't do these things. You know, you're not going to get naked or do, do something uh, criminal while you are uh, under his spell, as it were, if that's how hypnosis works. We didn't. We didn't get too much into that in the interview about how it works, although we did talk about if Kevin uses stooges in his show. Somebody said to me, ah, that hypnosis show, it's a bunch of stooges getting on stage. I don't think it is. And we'll talk about that with Kevin. Um, But it's a high-energy, super fun show. People that come see it, come see it every year. He comes in, and it's only once a year because he's a Vegas headliner. He works at the uh, the Four Queens Hotel there in Vegas five nights a week, I think, doing a show. So, um, And he's from Detroit. That's one of the things we'll talk about, where he's lived. It was very impressive to find out where he lived uh, in Detroit when he was uh, doing magic. He tells us about how he started out uh, doing costume characters at birthday parties and has some funny stories about that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun talk, Kevin. Um, and you'll hear me talk about this in the interview had been with us before. He was a very good friend of the uh, late amazing Jonathan and came on and, and gave a tribute to him when Jonathan passed away. And he also did an interview with, uh, with Tom McCarthy. I think the last time he was in town, but it was the first time I got a chance to talk to Kevin and I was really excited to do it. We've known each other for uh, for twenty some years, and uh, never done any side of uh, kind of show together. So this is the first time, and I hope you'll dig it. Uh, let's check out Kevin Lapine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, it is my pleasure to speak to Kevin Lapine. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks, Joel. I'm so always glad to be here. Thank your, you so much. Your third appearance on the show. I did my research today. Yes, but, but my first <laughs> time with you. First time with me. Yeah, yeah. Even though yeah. I've produced the show, uh, Kevin uh, <laughs> Kevin has been on before. And I want to get to those, but I don't want to. We'll get to those former appearances before. So I want to thank you. But it's always a thrill when you're coming back doing Hypnosis Unleashed at the Comedy Castle, your hometown, Detroit. Uh, tell everybody it's, about that. 
it's a huge thrill for me. I mean, I've, I've been headlining out in Vegas for the last 13 years. And I love, of course, doing my, my nightly show here in Vegas. But to be able to bring the show back home, especially to bring it back to the Comedy Castle, where I was doing open mics at 18. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I not only did I cut my teeth there, I learned so much. I got to work with so many people who, you know, kind of kept me on the rails to really make it a profession. It's to, to, to go back there. It's it, the almost the best way I can describe it is it's being able to go back to your alma mater mm-hmm. as a speaker or presenter or as a highlighted guest. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like, it's like you go to high school and this is what, this is what he made of himself with an education from <laughs> wherever exactly. high school you're from. And in your exactly. case, the comedy castle. And then we go, yep. look, this guy's headlining in Vegas for years and years. And he started here. And, and, and also because, you know, I remember being, so I moved to New Orleans at 25, but I remember from 18 to 25, you know, I saw so many of my heroes perform at the castle. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot, in a lot of ways, that stage is hollowed ground for me yeah. to, to go, you know, I, I, I mean, hell, that was like the first time I saw the amazing Jonathan who'd become one of my best mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. So much has happened at our club for sure over the years. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I and we, tell everybody where in uh, you're from the Burbs, right? Am I right about that? So I'm from all over. As a oh, kid, really? it was Dearborn. Okay. Yeah. As a kid, it was Dearborn. Teenager, it was East Detroit, East Point. Now, mm. uh, when I moved out, I actually lived behind the Fox Theater. I lived above the Town Pump Tavern in downtown oh, okay. Detroit. Nice. All so right. I lived downtown. I lived. Uh, I lived in the uh, Ramada over at Bagley and Cass for a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you know, th- things are much better. I shower now. Everything's better <laughs> on that. On, on that respect. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 and then I moved to Hamtramck uh, before I moved out to New Orleans. Then Katrina sent me back, and I lived in uh, Ferndale. Yeah. All right. All over, man. Yeah. yeah, and you have. Yeah, my- I was all over, and and when I first started performing, I mean, my my professional performing career started doing costume characters at kids' birthday parties <laughs> when I was sixteen. Yeah. So I mean, I literally played in like every neighborhood the Detroit <laughs> metro area had to yeah. offer, and 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 kids. This was before Google Maps. This was okay. before MapQuest. Even yeah. this was literally they would print a page out of a Detroit city atlas, a one square mile page <laughs> to show me where the street was. And I had to get there from there. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And what were the characters you were doing? Um, for licensing purpose, it's a karate, it was a karate turtle, <laughs> okay, a yeah. purple dinosaur. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking a about. a friendly blue genie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny to see like the off-brand uh, characters. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, oh, yeah. I remember as a kid, my mom, I mean, I must have been six years old and they were opening a new drugstore and Darth Vader was going to be there. Yep. And I went and I see Darth Vader and I go up to Darth and I don't know if he signed something for me, but I remember mm-hmm. looking down and I leave and I was, you know, I'm a little tiny kid right now. I leave, I go, mommy, why was Darth Vader wearing cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite story in that is it's winter and okay. a buddy of mine was the purple dinosaur and he is in a basement in winter in Detroit. Yeah. So the heat is jacked up, mm-hmm. right? And he's in this purple dinosaur suit and he was a big dude and he is sweating. And at one point he turns to hug a kid and he bends down and water comes 
pouring out of the oh head, my out, out of the head. And the kids start screaming, <laughs> Mommy, mommy, Barney spit on me. <laughs> so no, he's a purple dinosaur. He's not Barney. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the stuff you do, man. I mean, uh, but but you know what? It's weird. As 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 funny as all those shows were. So I went from costume character to clown work. That got me into magic. The magic, of course, took off for me for many years. Magic got me into hypnosis. So I mean, like it it, it grew my career, but also what it did is I was doing house parties. Which is like the toughest environment yeah. to perform in because oh, yeah. you're the only stranger in the room. Mm -hmm. But you learn to ingratiate yourself into those scenarios and you learn to, you know, quickly make friends <laughs> inside of a scenario of complete strangers. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 actually really valuable. I try and tell, you know, comics all the time, take any performing yeah. job you can. Right. Because you'll get material from it. I promise <laughs> you that. The more that you are working directly with and around people, the more you're learning how to present yourself. And people will all like every funny story that I mentioned on stage. I would love to tell you how I wrote those stories about, you know, something that happened. Oh, no, they happened. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's quite a because I knew about you. I think when I got into comedy, you were doing magic. I yep. think that's when we would have met in maybe early two yep. thousands, late nineties, one yeah. of those. And um and I remember that. And I remember you getting into to hypnotism and I was thinking today, I was writing questions about well, well, making that transition. And then I said, Well, look, Kevin's a young guy and I and I said, I don't believe and you tell me if I'm wrong. Can you be, because there's tons of kid magicians. You see them all the time. They're on yes. America's Got Talent, whatever. I've never seen a kid hypnotist. <laughs> so Do those exist? Problem, yeah. they, it, it, it does and it can. Yeah. But the problem is there's a credibility factor. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's hard. Like one of the hardest things to do as a hypnotist is, hypnotist friends and, is to hypnotize friends and family. Yeah. Because they know every dumb thing I've done. Yeah. And so when I go, oh, no, I'm an authority on something. What do you mean you're a th uh, an authority? I've watched you trip up the stairs, <laughs> not down. Up. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's, right. it's, it's and, and for me, what happened was so the hypnosis was growing and so was the comedy magic. And I couldn't write yeah. a sincere 27th minute of comedy magic. And, and, and you know what I mean by that? Better than most. It's like you're going down one path with something and you just sincerely can't bring something more authentic out. Mm -hmm. And then I'm headlining at other clubs doing the hypnosis and I'm still having fun at 75, 90 minutes mm -hmm. being me doing this and having a good time. And my friends were like, why are you banging your head over here? Yeah. When over here, you know, that, no pun intended, but your personality really is unleashed and you're just doing what you love. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So I just kind of more concentrated into that end of it. Yeah. 
Because I, I would think, uh, and I know a little bit about magic. I've studied things. Mm-hmm. I can do a couple things. But, you know, the hypnosis is really, um, you know, I mean, it, it, magic is tricks in a lot of ways. And you can buy the trick. And they'll yep. even give you some of the patter when you buy the trick. And so sometimes you see magicians, they're not uh, that they're kind of similar. Some of them, you know, they'll maybe. And, the- and, and, and that is the problem is yeah. a lot of magicians because patter comes with a trick mm-hmm. they don't bother to rewrite it around their personality yeah, yeah. and you know unfortunately there isn't a uh i don't want to use the word gatekeeper because that's so negative mm. but in comedy other comedians will stop a comic from hacking or stealing material sure, yeah a lot of magicians don't understand they're stealing material because they're like, oh, well, doesn't that just come with the trick? <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, yeah. it does not. Yeah. Yeah. And then so hypnotism just feels like something that you bring so much to it as a performer. Very, very much so. You know, I mean, with so with hypnosis, I'm going to have people volunteer. You know, I, it's not like I can really drag somebody up on stage mm-hmm. and go, you want to do this? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. OK, fine. You don't. So when I get volunteers, you know, they want to give it a shot. And so I've, and also, I mean, so if I have, let's say 16 volunteers, mm-hmm. if I took five minutes with all 16 volunteers, I promise you I could get all 16 of them under, but there's, you know, almost an hour and a half of a show shot. Mm-hmm. So I've got five minutes yeah. to get to the best five or six of that 16. Yeah. So that we can have a fun show. And then once they're under, you know, my real skill is being able to read people's personality and going, okay, this person will be fun for this. This person will be fun for this. I can highlight this person's personality this way. And, you know, because my goal isn't to embarrass them. I want to turn them into stars. Mm-hmm. If I embarrass somebody on stage, everyone in the audience feels embarrassed and they don't want to come back. Yeah. If I make everyone on stage feel good, everybody in the audience feels good and goes, oh, yeah, I want to do that next time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's also been the secret to how I've lasted for 13 yeah. years in Vegas, which is, you know, the more the, the more I realize that it's that's an unreal number out here. <laughs> Shows don't last that long. It's yeah. it's an incredible honor. Yeah. It, it, we were talking a little bit uh, before the interview about getting people to come back to the show, to get people to see the show again. I mean, 13 years in Vegas. I don't know how many years uh, hypnosis unleashed has been at the comedy castle, but it's been a, it's been a long time too with that one. And uh, I'm still doing 16, great. 16. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Wow. Cause I, I, I started doing the comedy castle three years before I moved to Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that's and, the thing. Uh, and, 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 and I am thoroughly convinced that the whole way <laughs> I got it is I, you know, I mean, Mark had, had helped me so much, mm-hmm. had introduced me to so many different agents It helped guide me so many times and I, you know, I kept telling him, look, just, just give me one shot with the hypnosis show. Give me one shot with the hypnosis show. <laughs> and, and he was, you know, he was hesitant. Yeah. And I finally went, if you give me one shot, I'll never ask you again. <laughs> and, 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 and that may have been the, the line that went, okay, good. He'll leave me alone. I'll give him an off night. That'll be that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mark, but, you know, he gave yeah. me that, he gave me the opportunity. And at the end of that opportunity, he went, you know what? That was great. Let's keep doing this. And it's it's one of the biggest honors to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing where Mark is. Mark's pretty old school. I mean, he. here's the thing about Mark. He is a little old school about what he sort of 
wants to present, you know, with comedy. But mm-hmm. he's also very he's also very keen and, and definitely more in, in the last few years about just figuring out that people's tastes are changing and they want to see yeah. other things and they want to. F- there are people that aren't necessarily exposed on television or traditional ways that people might see, you know, if it's you're an Internet personality and you have a following, uh, we were talking about the soap opera stars that are coming. Yeah. In. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like, uh, hey, we're putting people in seats at the end of the day. It's entertainment, whatever it is. And and also that is so important, too, of of looking around and seeing, you know, hey, you know, people's people's taste change. Yeah. I mean, my show's constantly evolving. Right. I, I'm constantly working with other performers, directors to tighten this up, tighten that up, change this, change that because things that were funny five years mm-hmm. ago yeah. aren't necessarily funny today. Right. I mean, some stuff is universal and lasts forever, mm-hmm. but there are other things, especially, you know, when I'm using audience volunteers, there are just different ways that people want to see people treated. Yeah. And it, it, it's it, that is a problem for a lot of performers is they're not able to evolve mm-hmm. with what's going on at, at the moment. And, you know, I, I've seen so many performers who could do so much better spiral downhill because they dig it and go, no, this is the way that I want to present things. <laughs> I'm only going to do it this way. Yeah. Well, OK, but. If nobody wants to buy that flavor of ice cream anymore, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough. Yeah. And I mean, there, there are certain core things that I believe, you know, things that are important to you, principles that are important to you, things that are important to you. Of course, you know, you want to keep your point of view. We also have to look around at the world and go, well, how do I, you know, especially because we're, we're selling entertainment, we're selling fun. Yeah. How do I put my point of view into this modern setting and into these modern rules. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what happens at the show for some people that haven't seen hypnosis unleashed. Uh, I've seen the show. I'm trying to remember how many times I've personally seen the show, but I do, uh, you know, it is fun and it isn't a thing where you should be afraid to go on stage. You, you say something in the show. I was talking to my girlfriend the other night about your show and I, and it was something about, you say you if you come on stage, you won't do anything that you will be embarrassed by, or am I just making that up? No, uh, <laughs> what I say is my number one goal is I want you to be a star. I'm not going to embarrass you or, or humiliate you. Yes, you're going to do fun, funny, and adult things up here, but I'm going to make you look like a star because my big goal I need you to leave that room, I need you to tell everybody you know this is the greatest show you've ever seen. If I embarrass your ass, you're not even telling people you came here tonight. So I, you know, it's, you're, yeah. you don't have to volunteer. And it, it's weird because what I keep forgetting in, because I'm me and I live in, in my world of performers and hypnotists and magicians, I keep forgetting how many people at my show or how many people hear about my show and they've never seen a hypnosis show yeah, before. Yeah, definitely. They literally have no idea. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes I forget about that because, well, that, that's what I see every day. <laughs> well, the, the sh- in the shows, I've seen other hypnosis shows, uh, mm-hmm. both from working as a comic. And I think at yep. one point I ended up actually in one of the shows, believe it or yeah. not. And, and, uh, and they are different. Know. And you, you yes. your energy 
I don't want to say it's unique to your show because sometimes people do sort of the I'm the uh, what's the word? I don't know if it's the <sighs> mad professor or it's the yeah. really the mind bender thing. And yours is like a high energy comedy show, rock and roll. You act more oh, like a I, rock and roll front man than you do like some weird scientist. I grew up in the punk rock clubs. Yeah. I grew up watching the Ramones, the Boston's, the Dropkick Murphys, the guys who went out there every night and gave everything they had. And then, you know, it, and, and that that carried over into what I wanted to present on stage mm. a, a lot, especially when I started a lot of hypnotists were trying, for lack of a better word, to be cool and suave ah. and, you know, above the room. Mm. That, that's not me. Yeah. I, I want to be right in the middle of it all. Mm. I mean, that, that's just my personality. My personality, I am high energy. High energy. I'll teach hypnotists all the time. Yeah. And the first thing, you know, they'll watch my show and go, do I have to do that? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You be you. But it's, you know, how do you want to present something? Yeah. And, you know, with, with a hypnosis show, you don't have to volunteer. You know, people are, are constantly afraid. Oh, I don't want to go. He's going to hypnotize me. Only if you want to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't force you to want to do it. Yeah. If you volunteer, I'm going to make sure you have the time of your life. Yeah. I think that's just so important. Yeah. Do I you, want you walking off the stage feeling better than you walked on. Yeah. I was talking to a guy the other day and he goes, well, there's stooges in that show, I think. That's what I think. And I said, well, I've, I've seen this show, you know, at least, you know, I mean, 10 times, yeah. a dozen times. And I go, yep. if they're stooges, I think I would know they're stooges. Now, without putting you yeah. completely on point about because I have a pretty good feeling you do. Yep. Is it a thing even in hypnotism to use stooges? Would that even give you any sort of advantage? I don't know if it would. It, it wouldn't give you an advantage because, first of all, um, who can afford, you know, 10 actors to travel <laughs> yeah. with them on a comic salary? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can't split that pay 10 ways. Yeah. A second, a lot of the great joy in the show and a lot of the energy in the audience starts with friends and family members going, oh, my God, I don't believe he's doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, my God, I, I, I can't believe she's up there. And that contagious energy spreads as well of, oh, wow. Because people will watch the volunteers. They'll watch people in the audience who they know know the volunteers. Mm -hmm. And you just see all these different reactions. I mean, in a weird way, with my show, there's a bunch of different shows happening. There is, you're watching me. And that's great. You're watching the volunteers. That's great. You're watching people in the audience interact with some of these volunteers. That's great. You're watching through the audience going and seeing, you know, this table of, of people <laughs> who know that person yeah. on stage. And you're looking at how they're reacting to it. So there's a lot happening in the round. Mm -hmm. and, and I love taking all that energy in and just dispersing it back out. Yeah. Yeah, because that is a thing that I see even the show ends. And I love that moment when people come off the stage and they return to the tables and they yep. return to whoever they came with and they're asking them questions or they're congratulating. Oh, that was so funny or whatever. And it's really amazing. It really, uh, it kind of touches both people, you know, it, and, it, uh, yeah. and, and if you're using stooges, first of all, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Second, you know, you're, you're not going to get those sincere reactions. You're, you're not going to get authenticity out of it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's, 
it wouldn't work if you were faking it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, I, I see that now. I mean, it, it's funny that as a, it, it, maybe because I'm in the business to some degree, mm-hmm. I get that. But I think to a lot of laymen, they just go, well, it's all fake. It's all, you know, it's this, it, you know, it, it's, it's also, you know, so, so with comics, every comic, we all have this really important moment where something funny happens on stage for what for for whatever reason a joke hits differently you have a crowd interaction you have this moment you have that moment whatever it is mm-hmm. and you immediately start going how do i make that funny again next week yeah. how do i utilize this again and some of that that works but you mm-hmm. can also tell when a performer is just trying to pigeonhole mm-hmm. a situation that isn't there yeah and it, it doesn't work when a moment or a performer isn't being sincere and authentic. Audiences know it. Yeah. Audiences know when something's not right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that's yeah. I I there are times I wish I could use Stooges. <laughs> right. You know, I I perform in Vegas. There's nights I'm performing in front of just a solidly drunk audience, yeah. where my only thought is, "Holy hell! If I could just <laughs> have four mannequins here, I could probably uh. fake my way through this tonight." Well, what? Let me ask you this: What's the wildest thing somebody's done, whether it be in Vegas or the comedy castle oh, or all over? I think my <laughs> wife's favorite moment in the show is we had a professional rugby player on stage one night, <laughs> and. Um, I, I told, you know, this group that they were going to reach for me for different reasons. And I always stay out of arm's reach during that routine. Okay. Did I realize how long this guy's arms were? Wow. Next thing I know, this guy's just <laughs> got me just, just trapped. I mean, this was not a small rugby player. Yeah. And he's got me, and he is bouncing me around. And my wife is freaking out a little bit, like slamming on this guy's back, going, let him go, let him go, let him go. <laughs> I mean, my wife is is tiny. This dude couldn't even feel her doing it. And I knew all I had to do is say sleep and the routine would end. But me getting <laughs> ragdolled, oh, my God, the audience was losing their mind. I'm oh. like, screw it, I can survive this. Oh, man. Yeah, those, I guess people lose. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things about the show, right, is the the, the loss of inhibition or things people yep. doing things that they maybe wouldn't normally do. But uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like I, he probably I phrase it as <laughs> you'll you'll relax and unleash your inhibitions for, for the night. I feel like that rugby guy's used to putting his hands on people. though. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't 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 that strange. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, man. All right. Well, Vegas. I mean, let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about what you're doing and uh, where you're oh, at. And God, if people want to come it's see fantastic. you there. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of our summer. It's 115 oh. degrees and I've never shoveled sunshine out of my driveway. So I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it out here. This town has been so good to me. I'm at the Four Queens, which is one of the, you know, like original casinos mm-hmm. downtown. We're in a great showroom. We're a nine o'clock show. There's a seven o'clock show, uh, which is Mike Hammer, who's a comedy magician out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's great to share the room with an amazing performer because we get to bounce ideas off of yeah. each other all the time. And I mean, the great thing in Vegas is, God, you see like all these TV shows, or you see, you know, showgirls where, you know, like everybody's trying to <laughs> kneecap each other to, yeah. uh, to, but that's not what happens out here. Yeah. There's such a great, community of performers we're all just trying to make each other better mm. 
you know, I mean, I've got to work alongside and meet so many fantastic people. And it's great because there's just this community where you go, hey, I have this idea. And, you know, you can sit down with all these performers and go, all right, well, let's turn that idea into something. And it's it's fantastic. I love it out here. You have amazing food, amazing shows all the time. And honestly, in Vegas, if you're bored, that's a choice. Well, I mean, uh, no one's going to be bored on the 26th at the Comedy Castle. I'm trying oh, I to promise think. you not. They're going to be so excited they're going to fall asleep <laughs> during it. <laughs> some of them will. I they mean, will. Uh, and they will willingly. And mm-hmm. some people who, and I always find it interesting, some people that really want to be in the show, who are the first to raise their hand, the first to run up there, get dismissed. And and the reason is, yeah. and, and I watch this doing the show all the time, they come up with this energy of, I really want to do this. I really want to do mm-hmm. this. I really want to do this. Okay, I'm going to relax. I'm going to relax. I'm going to relax. He's telling me to relax. Am I relaxing enough? I don't know if I'm relaxing <laughs> enough. And they're just spinning their mind. They're, they're more worried about what's going to happen next yeah. than what's happening right now. Honestly, the person who goes under fastest is always the person who walks up to me when I'm asking for volunteers and goes, look, I don't know if it's going to work, but I'll try. <laughs> okay. And because they don't necessarily care mm-hmm. about the end result. Yeah. Next thing they know, the show's over and they're taking a bow. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have that preconceived notion of what they were going to do. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. And, and, and so, the, and, and for the ones that, that get dismissed, they're not fighting it. They're, they're, they're not fighting against the idea of being hypnotized. It's just normally they're so excited. <laughs> and, and also, I give everyone who volunteers so much credit and praise for volunteering because you just did the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Yeah. You walked on stage in front of a group of strangers staring at you to give something unknown a chance. Mm-hmm. I always think that is incredibly brave and remarkable of a human being to do. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's super fun show. Tell us about um, this book. You got a book coming out. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a book. It is a little bit halfway through editing right now. And uh, the current working title is deep into my eyes. Uh, an entertainer's evolution from victim to Vegas headliner. Okay. Uh, Cause as a kid, I suffered a lot of different forms of, of abuse and bullying. Mm. And the book is really about how I came through that and how I built a community around me. Yeah. Uh, I saw a picture and the picture inspired the book and this picture is going in the book. And it's, it's a great uh, picture of a shark being chased away by a bunch of fish that look like a much bigger shark. Hmm. And I saw that picture. I went, that's my story. Yeah. I was attacked by all of these sharks until I found communities that I fit into mm-hmm. that, you know, made the shark so, okay, well, we're not messing with him. Yeah. Be, but because also... When you're abused, when you're bullied, you're an, you become an easy target. But as soon as you have self-esteem that's based in something else, suddenly you don't care about these bullies' opinions. Mm-hmm. They, they can't get in your head because you have a community that builds you up. Mm. And that's a lot of what I talk about in the book is how I built a community. Nice. And how when I 
decided I didn't want to be bullied anymore and, and changes that I made internally as well to go, I don't want to be in this position, but also how, you know, all those times taught me empathy and they taught me, you know, how to reach out to people, how to interact with people and how to have compassion for what other people are going through. Well, that's uh, that sounds great, man. Sounds like a. I mean, like I'm I said, really I've known you, and I've seen yeah. you, you know, evolve so much in the twenty some years that I've. Been oh around. yeah. And uh, for you to come back every time from Vegas and kind of a returning hero a little bit, yep. I would say you definitely got that vibe to you. And uh, you know, with Emily, I remember when you added Emily to the show and what that added. And oh, uh, she's yeah, she has made every aspect of my life better. I I honestly never thought I was getting married. Yeah. Uh, I, I really did. I kind of like to, to, just as a performer and the lifestyle we live and everything, I had just kind of like written off the idea of getting married. And then she entered my life mm. and everything changed. You know, I, 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 I always joked at the time, you know, like I was 40 and I'd never been married, but I was 40 and I'd also never been divorced. Yeah. And then Emily entered my life and I'm just like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> and she, she just, she makes my life better and easier. The fact that, you know, she, uh, she's a, a performing arts graduate. She's got a couple of, of different degrees in the performing art world here in Vegas. Besides just my show, she's in the longest running dinner theater show oh. where besides being one of the lead performers in that, she's also the uh, assistant director now as well. It's just a fantastic, fantastic life. I get to live with her. That's great. Say hi to her yeah, for me. I mean, I'll see her definitely. on the 26th. And uh, I don't know. That's about it. Oh, I do got to thank you, though. And yeah. I know we've done this uh, more than once. But, uh, you know, I've you, when we're talking, I had never interviewed you on the show. It was always Tom that did. And even though. Yep. Um, but one of the and I, I'm going to plug it again. But show number 92 of the Comedy Castle podcast, mm. if you get a chance to go back, it was our tribute to Amazing Jonathan. Yes. And um. And, you know, Tom wanted to like, well, we've got this interview with Jonathan because we had interviewed Tom had interviewed him before. And I said, OK, well, let's play that. And he said, well, who should we get to talk about him? And I said, well, I, I Kevin Lapine would know him very well. And he was yeah. Tom wasn't that familiar with you. And I put you two guys together. And before I could even hear what you guys did, because, you know, I was producing the show at that time. So mm -hmm. everything is coming to me and I get to listen. Tom calls me. He goes. That was the greatest call you could have made to have Kevin on talking about Jonathan. It was just made such a great thing. So Tom was well, it, super it, it, happy. And I know it was the day of, I think it was the day of his memorial, even that you talked yeah, to. So even and, and, and that one, that one was, I mean, uh, of course, you know, it's heart wrenching for me, mm -hmm. but also it was, it was great for me because it was once again, a chance to pay tribute to somebody who also taught me something. That was that, that was always so beautiful. Jonathan took so much time after shows with people. Yeah. And I, I always love doing that as well. I love talking with people. I love meeting, you know, people after the show and performers, especially here in Vegas. I'll have performers come to my show all the time. And if I know they're coming, I I I, I always make it clear, you know, I'm I'm pretty easy to get a hold of through email or, or social media. I always make it clear, hey, if you want to stick around after the show. I'll be glad to answer questions for you. Yeah. Because Jonathan was also one of those guys who would do that. And he, you know, it's, it, it's weird how much I still miss him because mm -hmm. Emily and I'll find a new restaurant and instinctively <laughs> I just go to grab my phone and go, Oh dude, I know where we're going for lunch in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's uh but hey, you're better off for knowing him. We all were. I mean, I was much, finally much glad that, better off. that when he decided to return to the road and did the comedy castle that yeah. maybe three or four times before he when he was when he was ill, you know, uh that was amazing. And uh yep. go back and do that interview. Uh go go listen to that interview with uh, amazing Jonathan Art Tribute featuring Kevin. Uh, because it was really terrific, and uh, thank you for that, and thanks for talking to me today. This always, is nice. Joel, it's my greatest pleasure. Anytime. I'm always, always available for you guys. And uh, we will see you on the 26th. Get your tickets at ComedyCastle.com, because uh, you're going to, I mean, I don't know, I, that show, sitting close, yep. pretty intense, pretty fun. I, it- I, I I can't wait. I mean, it's it's always so much fun. It's it's just just the energy of of coming back home, and 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 I'm so thankful for all the people who come back, and I love all the new people who come to the show as well. I'm always yeah. always thankful to be able to give that experience to people. Right. Well, thanks again, Kevin. We'll see you on the 26th. Say hi to Emily. We'll do. We'll, see you, we'll see you in about a month. All right, buddy. Take Have care. Have a great one. All right. Thanks. There it is, Kevin Lapine. September 26, come on out. If you're a rugby player, don't come. <laughs> One of my students, Erin, her husband, she's performing on the 30th. Her husband's a rugby player. So, Aaron, don't bring your husband to the Kevin the Pine show. Although he made it fun. And that's the thing about his show is that it is fun. It is uh, just a hilarious. It's almost like an improv show. It's hard to describe. It's pretty unique, and that's why he's been successful for this long. Hypnosis Unleashed. Come see that show. Uh, so I want to thank Kevin for talking to me. want to thank you guys for listening. A couple things just about the show, about the website, got to let you know. Um, the show is now on Spotify. I think a few weeks ago I was like, yeah, Spotify won't put us on because of this. And there was some weird bug with the submissions process. But that is all straightened out. You can listen to us on Spotify. And, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, get Subscribe there, get that show, leave a review if you like it. Give us five stars. We've got some five stars on Apple, which is nice. But you can do it too if you haven't done it yet. And of course, we are on Instagram at Comedy Castle Pod, I believe is the name of the comedy. Comedy Castle Pod, yeah. And uh, add us on there. We'll tell you when the new shows go up on Comedy Castle Pod. And there's a Facebook page as well, Comedy Castle Podcast on Facebook. You can add us there. All right? So do that. And uh, what can I tell you? Enjoy uh, enjoy Kevin Lapine. Enjoy Scott Sizer. You're coming out. My students, they're there uh, next Wednesday on the 30th, and that's going to be a fun show. So you guys come on out. It's going to be great times. It's always fun at the Comedy Castle. Thanks to Kevin the Pine. Thanks to you guys for listening. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye.